Boom, we are back with another edition of the Quarantine Cast. Uh, this is episode 112, which is crazy to think about that it's been this many episodes. Really excited for this one. I set my alarm early. I'm speaking with um, one of the brightest prospects in all of Canadian MMA, and Xavier Aloui. Uh, he's joining me from overseas. So without further ado, I'm going to bring him in. Hey, man, how hey, you doing? What's up, man? I'm good. And you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, I don't know if you heard that intro, but one of the, uh, the the brightest prospects in Canadian MMA. How does that uh, How does that feel? Uh, it feels good. Well, sounds good. But you know what? I think they've been... Uh... I've been having that status for too long, man. I don't think I'm a prospect anymore. <laughs> I like it. Well, one of the b- best guys outside of the UFC for sure, uh, yeah, along with Elias, Theodoru, um, and Josh Hill, in my opinion. Um, so what's life uh, like over there, man? Uh, crazy, crazy times right now in the world. So what's it like over there? Uh, tell me about it, crazy times. I just heard also that uh, the, the show will be the first one. Well, it'll be the first show with fans if they get vaccinated, which is also pretty crazy. Uh, life here, man, everything's open. We go to restaurants every day. We eat, we train, the gyms are open. I mean, you got to wear a mask outside all the time, like even outside. But, uh, apart from that, man, I can't complain, man. I'm happy to be here. Honestly. How does it feel uh, knowing that? I mean, obviously so much, um, so much attention has been, been drawn right now with, with COVID restrictions and whatnot, but as someone who competes and is an athlete and health is your number one priority, does it make you a little nervous knowing that there's fans in the arena? Uh, to be honest, man, I, we're not going to be in contact with the fans. So uh, I'm more like nervous. I don't know. Are they going to ask the fighters to get vaccinated? But I don't think so because it could put us at risk, right, of developing COVID. Because, yeah. I mean, a vaccine means that you're getting COVID injected in you. So, uh, no, I'm not not really nervous, man. I'm training. Uh Turning my ass off, you know, I'm being careful wearing a mask, it's infecting my hands, not touching my mouth, you know, basic rules, hygiene 101. And apart from that, uh, no, that's it. Honestly, I was more I was more stressed when I was in Canada to um, I feel I don't know, it might be an illusion, but I feel like I'm already right next to, to the venue and everything, so it's fine. How do you feel uh, just a few weeks out? I mean a lot of, I mean, speaking for myself, over the, the pandemic, my training went down to pretty much nothing. Uh, so how does it, uh, <laughs> how, obviously you had that fight last month, but uh, how are you feeling just a few weeks out? Man, I'm feeling great, bro. I think I'm in probably one of the best shapes I've been in my life, if not the best shape. Uh, just today, I I hit the lowest weight I could hit, and I got went to eat, refuel, train tonight again. Uh, weight cut is good. Everything's fine. I'm... What, 18 days out, man, I can't wait to put my hands on this guy. Honestly, I'm with Jeff Chan over here, and we're just training every day. Like, it's like, I don't know if you've seen Dragon Ball Z. I feel like we're in uh, the chamber of time, you know? Every day, we're just training. We're getting better. I swear, this guy's working some pads with me, and I'm, like, getting new tricks, new slick tools. And uh, I can't wait to use it and demonstrate it, you know? You've got a big fight, first title fight. Um what, what's your thoughts on him as an opponent? It was obviously supposed to happen previously. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like that, you know, the extra bit of time and that almost tune-up fight for him uh, is going to benefit you? Well, you know what? I think uh, I think he got uh, an extra two months without getting his ass whooped, honestly, man. I think that uh, he saved himself from a big a badass beating for two months, but it's inevitable, man. I'm going to catch him and I'm going to beat the fuck out of him. Uh, there, uh, I think the guy is athletic, 
He's explosive. Skill-wise, I've seen better. I fought better. I train with better guys on the daily. But you know what? It's MMA. Anything can happen, right? But I'm going in there confident, man. I'm ready to. I'm ready to to deliver. You know, pressure this guy, put him in in deep water, show him what he's never seen before. You know. When you uh, you fought Texim Zabatov um, instead, um, what was it like having an opponent change? You know, <laughs> uh, you, you prepare for one guy, and then next thing you know, you've got another guy who's who's undefeated. I think he was undefeated at the time. Yeah. So, so what's it like to have that opponent change? So basically, I mean, I've been in messed up situation. I mean, I fought in Latvia where the guy didn't even show up to the weigh-in and showed up to the fight. So like, I've been, I've I've seen a lot of shit already fighting. But for example, I'm fighting this guy. So. I get ready. I, I do my eight weeks for Jaris. I finish my camp, last sparring of camp. I just finished sparring. I go look at my phone. You know, I'm just about to check the time, and I get a message from my, my, my manager, that Danny Rubenstein, and he tells me the guy's out of the fight. Imagine, man, that's one day before taking the flight, you know? And um, so I'm, like, freaking bummed out. Then he sends me names of guys. Uh, he sends me... I said yeah to every, every single guy. You know, he sent me a Shamil Magomedov. I said yeah, but for some reason, the guy didn't take it. Then he sends me Taksim Zabitov. I say yeah, and he takes it, you know. And then they tell me that the fight's at 140 instead of 135. Uh, the guy's undefeated. He's a wrestler. Like, I mean, he's a pancreation champion out in Kazakhstan. And he's so he wrestles much more than the other guy. Completely different approach, different fight. But you know what? I use my experience and... Uh, and I just adapted. I mean, I've, it's a fight. You know, I always say that to the guys that I, I, I train with or that I coach or whatever it is. Like, people over-dramatize that, you know. They think like, oh, man, uh, I need to be ready. Uh, yeah, of course you need to be ready, but it's a fucking fight. If, if you're, you know, you feel me? If you're, let's say you're at McDonald's, you're drunk, you just finished partying, it's 3 in the morning, you're with your girl. You know, I always use that example. Guys that know me know I always use that example. And the guy touches your girl's ass. What are you going to tell him? You need eight weeks? You need to make the weight? <laughs> Hell no, bro. You're, you're going to throw down right away. So it's a fight. It's nothing more, nothing less. Uh, now what I like is that it's 25 minutes. So uh, I made sure to be in top physical shape, top condition, to actually push the pace for 25 minutes. But I think I'm going to finish this guy early, man. That's uh, that was my next point. There is it is it is for a title. Uh, do you find that there's any added pressure knowing that there's a title at stake and it's an extra two rounds? Added excitement, bro. To be honest, uh, I've been like, bro. This sport is uh, a roller coaster all the time. Uh, I've only lost split decision. Like most of these fights, I feel like I won them, you know. And uh, so to be here and fight for a title, I feel freaking blessed. I always wanted to be world champion. I always wanted to get a belt. And there we go. It's like unreal. You know, I was telling Jeff, uh, I was walking back home, uh, back, I mean, back to the hotel two, day, two nights ago. And like, dude, like I'm not a, I'm not like a an, uh, spiritual, like I'm spiritual, but I'm not like a spiritual guy that's like, oh, it's 11-11 and shit like that. But it was 11-11. So I always make a small wish. And uh, I was like, man, 11-11. And when I made my wish, and it's always the same one. I realized it was so, it was right there. It's two weeks out and it's time to get it. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm excited, man. I, it's not nervous. It's no pressure. It's just freaking happy, freaking excited that I get to, to, to fight in front of the whole world and uh, get that belt. 
I want to talk about those three losses. Uh, like you said, they were all splits and majority decisions. Is it a bit yeah. bittersweet knowing that, like, really I'm losing these fights this close? Like, it's not like I'm getting TKO'd or submitted. And uh, is it a little bit bittersweet when you see them go on and, and, and put string together some victories and you're there like, I was this close? Well, uh, you like know what? I'm, uh, I'm happy for whoever wins. You know, I'm not a bitter guy about winning or losing. But, I mean – a split decision, yeah, it's the worst freaking thing, man. It's the fucking yeah. worst thing. Uh, bro, I I beat Josh Shield. People can, most people think so. Some people don't think so. His friends don't think so. But, bro, I beat him. This guy was running from round, after round one, he was running two and three. Had to chase him around the cage. Uh, he, he, he tried, the only thing he tried to do was to pin me up on the cage. Then after this guy's scrivers, I beat the fuck out of him for three rounds. And then the ref gives it to him. And then the tightest, closest one was with uh, Shamil, you know. I mean, this one could have been a draw. Like, two judges gave it a draw. Two judges gave it to him, and one gave it to me. There was five judges. That's why they said a majority. Uh, yeah. That one was a tight one, you know. I mean, it really could have went either way. But come on, Hill and, and Scrivers, bro, they, they know what's up. They, these guys, in, deep down inside of them, they know what's up. And, uh, yeah, it's freaking bitter, man, to, uh, to, to lose this decision. It's the worst thing. And I mean, at some point, it even made me question if I wanted to do this sport anymore. I, I was like, dude, I'm busting my ass. I go out there. I put on a show. I'm fighting like some top level competition. Yeah, these guys are top level fighters, you know. And then I just get robbed because some judge has a subjective, like from a subjective standpoint, this guy thinks that I lost. Get the fuck out of here, man, you know. It, it was really frustrating. But then I guess it made me, it made me more mean. It made me more, it made me more violent, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it, and like you said, I mean, there were it was three and four fights, you know, three split losses in yeah. four fights. Um, but it really, like you said, it made you more violent because your next two fights, you went out there and finished them early. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on that point that you made though that that you questioned it. And do you think that there's a like I'm sure there's so many fighters who have lost split decisions like that, and it made them go and be like, you know what, this sport isn't for me. What is, I guess, what do you think would be the solution to fix that? You know, th those split decisions. Do you think it's more judges? What do you think the, the correct solution would be? Uh, well, for me, in terms of a uh, solution, it was my mindset. You know, I mean, I, I had to get kind of like, well, I mean, I always had my life together, but I had to really not depend on fighting, you know, because if you depend on fighting, then you go in that fight with so much of questioning. Like, I need the bonus. I need the win bonus. Uh, I need this. Oh, UFC is going to call me after. All this kind of crap, you know, that, like, doesn't make you perform the way you should be performing, you know? And I'm good, bro. Like, I tell the, you know, I got my gym. I got my properties. You know, I got my girl. I'm, bro, like, I go in there because I just want to scrap. Now, I don't go in there because I'm expecting something. I don't, I go in there with zero expectation. I just want to beat that dude up. That's all it is, honestly. And it just makes it so much more simple. I want to talk about uh, the decision to sign with uh, with an organization overseas. You mm -hmm. mentioned the UFC, the Bellators, and all that stuff. They tend to focus on people who, you know, compete locally rather than than abroad. So, what went behind that decision? I mean, you had a nice camp set up there at TriStar. You're training with Faraz Sahabi, one of the best coaches, one of the best gyms in the world, and and you made the choice to go and compete overseas. Um, what went behind that decision? Yeah, you mean for UAE Warriors or you mean for yeah. most of my past fights? Yeah, no, UAE Warriors. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know what? That was a uh, Dan, that was a uh, Rubenstein, uh, Ruby's Entertainment, Sports and Entertainment, my new management. So I never what I never had a management, honestly. And uh, 
until I, until my last fight, I decided, you know what, it's time to get a management to actually get somebody to do things right. And <laughs> it sounds so cheesy, but it makes a whole difference. I swear to God. Like, if I could have an advice for fighters, if they're good, you know, get a management because the manager is actually like, he's going to find the right opportunities for you. And like it or not, MMA is a game of who knows who. Like, I'm telling you, most of these dudes in the UFC, I'd smoke them. But because their manager knows someone or knows this guy or this guy, they get signed, you know. So you need to have a guy that has the right connections to get you far in the sport. It's, a, it's like hockey, you know. We're, all, we're Canadian, right? We know about hockey. Well, hockey's the same. You want to be in the NHL, well, you need to... It's usually the coach's son or like a hockey player's son, you know. You need to... Who knows who? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you mentioned uh, Danny Rubenstein. I spoke with uh, Sasha Palatnikov. Who, yeah, uh, I was told just with this dude uh, last role. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, t he told me to say hi to you because I told him that I was uh, talking to you today. Um, cool. And he, same sort of thing. I mean, he just signed with Rubenstein and two days later, he's fighting in the UFC. Do you think that uh, that decision can help you ultimately get to the UFC? Yeah, I've got, uh, like I, I told the guys pre uh, previously, Danny got me an offer for the UFC at 145. And uh, at the time, uh, right after my last fight, I said yes, but the opponent, I don't think he took it. He took someone else. And uh, yeah, no, honestly, Danny got, he's, he's fucking good. Look, I just signed with them like three months ago. I'm fighting for a world title. And like, he'll have many more opportunities after, you know? So yeah, I mean, I don't even want to think too much about it. I'm pretty sure it's, it's bound to come, you know? I'm fighting my ass off. I'm putting on a show for everybody. But uh, I really want to focus on the task at hand, which is November 27th, you know? I want to make a statement. I want to show all these guys what's up. I want to show that dude that I'm not a, I'm not a bump in the road like his coach is saying. I'm a fucking traffic stop, bro. I'm a Brazilian hijack. I'm going to take the car, you know? <laughs> so I can't wait. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Canadian MMA. Um, I'm obviously from Nova Scotia, so I'm very high on, on, on Canadian MMA. Uh, I'm close with the guys at FLA. What do you think the, the future is for Canadian MMA? You're seeing guys like TJ Laramie just got a shot. Tanner Bozer, who who was a hype train until this man, past I week. I love Tanner. Tanner's yeah. a bad motherfucker, bro. Tanner is a bad man. I remember seeing this dude. <laughs> I remember seeing this dude when ACA came to Montreal. And um, so I was a bit, the, I, I was part of the, a bit of the reason why ACA came to Montreal in terms of, uh, of connections and we got them the show in Montreal and everything. And when they wanted a heavyweight, we knew it was Tanner that had to, to take the spot, you know? And I saw this dude, when I saw this dude warming up, warming up in the bag, so, so gritty with his mullet, bro. <laughs> I, I, I saw him warm up and then beat the fuck out of the guy. Now he's a great guy. He's a good fighter. And then you see him in the UFC, how, how in shape he got. Guy works hard, man. He works yeah, definitely hard. He, he defeats the stereotype. You know, us Canadians are... It's known to be good people, nice and friendly, and then this guy's out here. <laughs> He's a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of Canadian MMA, man, I think we got some great prospects. Uh, we got some really good guys, good fighters also on the, the international scene. The problem, though, is probably the, the lack of activity in terms of shows in Canada. Because I know, for example, like I, I can speak from, uh, from Quebec, the province of Quebec, like there's never really been anything like when there was something it was tko and uh it's hard for guys to actually come up when they got to fight amateur all the time you can't rack up a, a card a, 
a record of like 15 amateur fights. It's way too much, you know what I mean? When you see in the world, some guys, they get three, four amateur fights, go pro right away. In my opinion, that's how it should be. Like, we should have many pro shows that allow the guys to actually fight at a pro level and build up a record fighting pro and getting the proper experience. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's it. You're from Nova Scotia, so you know um, Jericho. Uh, McKee or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jericho, yeah I, don't, yeah. I don't know him personally. I know who he okay. is, though. But. Okay. Cool, man. That's my boy trying to try to start with us. Um, yeah, so you mentioned a long, extensive MMA career. I mean, or amateur career. Sorry, you went 11 and 1, which would, yeah. if, I mean, if you look at that, that's 22. Too much. That's too much, bro. Wins. Yeah. So what is, do you think that the, the uh, I guess the recipe and, and advice for, for up-and-coming fighters is, Take less fights, less amateur fights, go pro sooner. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, like, that's, like, not everybody thinks like me, but a fight is a fight, you know? Like, yeah. You end up with a guy in front of you. I mean, if you're ready, like, you're, you're training properly, you shouldn't have to rack up over 10, no, nowhere close to 10 amateur fights. Get five or six, like, depending on your results, of course. But if you're five and no amateur, six and no amateur, you're ready to go pro, in my opinion, you know? All right, I'll ask you a couple more, and then I'll let I'll let you uh, go back to uh, your uh, mental mental state before this fight. Um, what is? It? I, I love your nickname, the Bread Man. Where does that come from? <laughs> that's uh, that's the guys from uh, that's friends of mine, you know, uh, from uh, when I grew up. Because uh, uh, yeah, man, fighting doesn't pay. You know, you gotta get your life going. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I like the uh, I like the mystery behind it. Uh, and lastly, for people who maybe haven't seen you, strictly UFC fans, most of the people who watch this are only UFC fans. Um, so, what is, I guess, describe your fighting style and what can they expect from you? Yeah, uh, man, uh, I'm I'm pro I'm a boxer, jujitsu guy that can wrestle. You know, I like to box, I like to wrestle, I like to do jujitsu. I mean, I'd like to take the fight wherever the guy's uncomfortable. Uh, sometime, sometimes, uh, depending, you know what I mean? Some, some fights you can see me with great IQ. Some other fights a little less, <laughs> depending on, uh, on how the fight goes. I like to throw down, you know. Of course, I like to throw down. But, uh, yeah, I like to bring the guy in the, wherever he's not comfortable. So you'll, find, you'll see me fight different styles often. All right, man. I uh, I really appreciate the time. Uh, the time difference is is is, is ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm glad we were able to to get this thing sorted out. I appreciate it, and uh, can't wait to watch you fight, man. All the best. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, shout out to Quarantine Podcast, guys. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, and uh, all the best, and stay safe. Great. Thank you, man. Bye bye. All right, there you have it, Xavier Aloui. I've uh, been a fan of his for for a little while now. Um, one of the, like you said, no longer a prospect, uh, but one of the the brightest Canadian um, fighters outside of the UFC. Uh, look forward to that fight on November twenty seventh. And if you haven't yet, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on this video and all other videos. Um, man, I'll see you guys later.